Dominus Vobiscum, amigos, and welcome to the second episode of the Heavenly Toast podcast. Thank you for joining me again. And in this episode, I really wanted to talk a little bit about my story, um, how I came to the faith, kind of uh, what my history is, and the perspective that I bring to the table. So it started out when I was born. Um, I was born as a cradle Catholic, like so many of us. And uh, it was a good Catholic family. Uh, We went to Mass every Sunday, every Holy Day of Obligation. I went to Sunday school from as long as I can remember up until I think high school was when I stopped. Um, After confirmation and everything. Received all the sacraments. uh, Stayed in the faith. I played in the choir for many, many years um, on Saturday nights. uh, was always the thing. So I was always engaged in the faith. But it seemed to me like, I don't know, the faith was kind of like grandma's wallpaper, if I could use an expression. It's like, it's something that kind of felt like home. It was always there. You always saw it. But it wasn't really something that I really took notice of or that I really engaged with at all. It was more just uh, kind of window dressing, so to speak. I mean, it was just kind of there. That really started to change as I went into high school and then eventually went to college as well. Because as I went into high school, people started asking more and more questions of me, started, you know, questioning the decisions that I was making. Because I wasn't always like the other kids. You know, there were certain things that I did that seemed very strange and very foreign and very alien to people. And that even intensified even more when I went off to college, because, I mean, let's face it, college is college and there's stuff that happens there, then a lot of people lose their faith when they go off to college. I think the statistic currently is that for every 10 uh, Catholic students that go off to college nowadays, eight of them will not be practicing by the time they leave. I mean, the numbers are staggering. And the influence and the pressure was definitely there when I went off to college. I remember being there with my roommate, who also happened to be Catholic. I didn't realize that at the time, but we started going to Mass, and it was maybe two or three weeks into the first semester of college where I was like, hey, you gonna go to Mass? I'm about to head out. And my roommate said, no, I'm, I'm not gonna go. And I remember just being like, taken aback a little bit because it was kind of a foreign thought to me and I was like oh oh well okay then and I just went off to mass by myself kind of a little bit confused just because I wasn't really expecting that and there were a couple of additional weeks that went by where I was going to mass more or less alone I mean there was a student mass where I went to college but I really didn't know anybody I didn't really have any connections there so I really started to question and to kind of think about things where, you know, maybe this is, isn't the right thing. Maybe this is just something that's purely window dressing and, you know, it was just more or less a thing that I did all my life without any real meaning behind it. And I remember especially there was one night where I dipped my hand in the holy water font as I left mass. And I remember looking at the water on my fingers and thinking, you know, is this even something that I believe anymore? And if I had to be perfectly honest, I got to believe that the answer was really no for a while there. Like, I just didn't really believe it. 
And while I continued to go to Mass and continued to stay there just because it was the thing to do, I really was kind of questioning, like, well, what does this mean? What's the next step? You know, where do I go from here? How do I react to this? And there was, I happened to be in a gen ed philosophy course that freshman year. And it was, in all honesty, a pretty horrible course. I mean, we would come in, we'd have an assigned reading for, you know, Plato or Nietzsche or Heidegger. Those were the three philosophers that we really focused on. And we would come in, and there was the reading that you read, you know, it was a chapter, or it was a couple pages or something for each class. And then the professor would proceed to read the exact same passage that we were supposed to have read for that day. And then he would kind of give, like, director commentary as he would go through. And he was a phenomenally intelligent professor. I mean, he was very bright and very smart, and he was obviously very passionate about philosophy. But it made for pretty dull fare overall. You know, when you looked around the classroom, everybody was pretty much zoned out. They were, you know, either taking a nap or they were doodling in their notebook or they were on their phone or whatever. But for some reason, that class really stuck with me. I think I was the only person in that class who was really actually engaged with things and really interested, really feeling sort of a burning in my heart for this stuff. And I remember starting to read Plato a little bit more intensely and really start to look at it and really read that through the character of Socrates there that Plato is writing about, how much there is to learn in life, how little it is that I actually know about this life that I find myself in. And it really convicted me that there is a truth and that it's worth going out to find it. And I remember thinking and just stewing over what was true and how could I live a good human existence and what's the meaning of life and everything. And it really started to kind of, like I said, burn in my heart about this. And I really started to study and read philosophy. Even though I had no formal training in philosophy, I really started to dig deep into things. I really started to look at religion in general. I'd gone to a, a crew meeting. Uh, it's an, I believe it's a non-denominational organization, a uh, Christian organization on campuses. And I started to sort of ask questions and look into things. And there was a Newman Center where I was at school. It was a phenomenal Newman Center. It was for, you know, Catholic students and everything. So I started to kind of frequent there, and I started trying to read a little bit more on different religions and different cultures and different philosophies and different ways that people have approached what truth is and what a good human existence is over the years. And through that course of really searching and asking questions and really trying to learn about what it is to be true, what it is to be good, what it is to be beautiful, what it is to be a good human being, what is ethical and everything like that, I really started to see that this Catholic faith that I had ever since birth had this unbelievable richness and depth and 
a certain fearlessness as you approached questions. It really, the people that I encountered, especially at the Newman Center, were not afraid to tackle any question. And even if there was a question that I would ask that nobody would have the answer to, the answer that I repeatedly got back was not what you kind of hear sometimes nowadays where it's like, oh, well, God's a mystery or something like that. It was like, you know, that's a good question. Let me look into it and come back and we can discuss a little bit more. Those were the answers that I was getting. And it was like this freedom, this opening up that really drove me to study and study and study more and more, to read more of the great spiritual masters, to start listening to talks out on the internet, to really start um, digging deep into this faith that I had. And what I found there was uh, it wasn't a whole bunch of, you know, old fossils like a lot of times you would think as you dig into Catholicism, you just find old dead, you know, bones and fossils and stuff like that. What I found when I dug was actually this hidden, deep, rich mine of gold in there. It was beautiful and there was so much integrity where I could basically go down a rabbit hole where I would start reading one thing and there'd be a footnote that would lead me to some other book and there would be something else there, a quote from a saint, and then it would just go on and on and on. And there would there was so much there, so much to unpack, so much to think about, and so much as I came to realize that really deeply resonated on a deep, deep level. On the level of the human heart, not only was my mind being nourished and challenged by these things, but on the level of my heart, it seemed that this richness inflamed my heart and really led me to learn, led me to devote much of my life to this faith, to continue to learn, to continue to be a disciple. As I went through college, that kind of continued. There was there were great challenges, of course, because college presents so many uh, questions about who I am, about who my friends are, about what kind of life that I want to lead. So there were certainly challenges there. But the support of the Newman Center and the great resources that I was finding through places like uh, the Church Fathers, through the writings of the saints, through the Catechism of the Catholic Church, through all myriad of books and talks and everything, really helped me to grow and really helped me to mature as I really thought about the world. It wasn't even just a maturing in the faith. It was a maturing in my worldview as well, in how I approached problems, in how I dealt with people, in how I reacted to the situations of my life. It really inflamed that desire to continue to grow. And then after college, uh, things had kind of shifted around a little bit. I didn't have that same Newman Center to go to. I didn't have that sort of support structure in place that I had before. I still had the books, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't the same. You didn't have that level of companionship. So it was another season of the faith. Uh, and of growth in my life. As I went along, I 
got a job, I started working and everything. And I continued to kind of piece together how things would work in my life. I kind of pieced together um, how my prayer life would look. I kind of pieced together uh, what my liturgical schedule would look like, where I would go to Mass, how I would go to Mass, when I would go to Mass, everything like that. And it was challenging. It was difficult because it's a time of transition. It's always difficult in your lives when there's a time of transition. And then I started moving around in between jobs for a couple years and everything. And uh, lately especially, I found this great desire to teach about the faith in a way that really resonates with modern listeners. So I really hope that that's fulfilling the purpose here, that this podcast really helps in the modern world to really identify and define and help us all to be saints, honestly. Because ultimately, while I was fascinated by the philosophy, while I was really interested in learning everything that I could about the faith, the, th- the point that I kept coming back to was like, the purpose of the Catholic faith is not to know everything. It's not to be some book. It's not to be like the all-seeing, you know, all-knowing guru of Catholicism, you know, like, uh, I don't know who that would even be, but like this, you know, ultra-pious cyborg sort of a person who's just like, I know everything and therefore I'm super holy. Like, that wasn't the point of it all. The point of the learning was to ascend to higher heights and to live a life that was more in conformity with God. And I really hope that this podcast helps to not only exercise our minds and really help us to understand what's going on in the Catholic faith and to be able to understand and grasp a little bit at least of the richness that's going on between God and humanity, but also to encourage and to inspire and to help live a life more in conformity with God's will. I really hope that this podcast leads to, uh, or at least contributes to your growth in the faith, contributes to your holiness, to your sanctification, and to mine. And I really think that through the ascension of the mind to heavenly things, to lift up the mind to deep things, what we'll truly find there is nothing less than the longings of our hearts. That the more that we learn, the more that we delve deeper into true, good, and beautiful topics, the more our hearts will burn within us. I really hope that that helps you. So I'm going to bring this episode to a close now. Until next time, stay in the state of grace, and God bless, friends.